This is where the fun begins. The Lobby With You podcast show, also known as Christian Fandom Geek on YouTube, is a Red 5 show, also affiliated with Fandom Collective. So, enjoy the show, and the force will be with you very soon on the Lobby With You podcast show. There's one. Set for stun. Welcome to the Lobby With You podcast show, also known as Christian Fandom Geek on YouTube. Um... So I'm I'm glad you're enjoying or I hope you're enjoying our, our episode on Nietzsche and the Sith and Sith philosophy. And this is our part three of this episode. Initially, I wanted to do it as a part one and part two, but because of how long the episode has, has been and looking at it in post-production, I thought, you know what, it needs to be it needs to be a three part episode so that you can kind of go away and come back to the, come back to the, the next episode. And uh, that work, that probably works a lot better. So. Welcome to part three of our Sith-inspired episode, uh, looking at the villains of, our, of a galaxy far, far away of George Lucas's Star Wars epic and saga. So enjoy part three, and thank you for listening to part one and part two. And if you haven't listened to part one and part two, uh, press pause on this one, go back and listen to part one and part two, and then come back to part three. So God bless you, and uh, enjoy part three of our Sith-inspired episode on the Law Be With You podcast show. You don't know the power of the dark side. Okay, let's continue. So, we've... Let's go continue here. Okay. In Genealogy of the of Morals... So Genealogy of Morals is a book from, from uh, Frederick Nietzsche. Um, Frederick Nietzsche even makes a case from nature comparing the nobility and vulgar man with birds of prey and lambs. In this context, he defends the rule of the strong, saying it is absurd to require it to require of strength that it should not express itself as strength, that it should not wish to, to overpower, a wish to overthrow, a wish to become master, a thirst for enemies and, 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 and antagonisms and triumphs. So what Nietzsche is saying is this, is that he's saying... It's absurd for for the apex predator or even human beings who are the no, nobility, who are ruling a town or city or country, who are the upper class. He's saying it's absurd of them not to rule with power and authority. They should set the tone for what goes. What they say is good is good. What they think is right is right. What they deem as prudent or the, or, or or how they express their authority and power is 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 right to them and they and they have every right to do it and they shouldn't be questioned on it so it's very much a kind of top-down hierarchy but it doesn't expect the people at the top to be kind or to be good or generous or fair it expects them to rule with power and authority and in this way you see the parallels to do with the sith and star wars is exactly the same as what nietzsche thinks um and in his book he does talk about things like the bird he talks about birds of prey and i think if i'm remembering correctly he's he's um i watched a video of it as well his video he talks about this for the birds of for the birds of prey that go down and pick up lambs and and fly them off and and, and kill them the birds of prey are the lambs would consider the birds of prey to be evil because the birds of prey are picking them up and, and are flying off with them and killing them because the birds of, of prey are stronger than the lambs. 
So from the lamb's point of view, the lambs might say that the birds of prey are, are evil, but actually the birds of prey don't are, are, are not evil. They're just they're just stronger than lambs. That's that's the point that Nietzsche would be saying. They're not evil. They're just stronger. They're higher up on the food chain. And so they're, they're, they're the apex predator over the lambs. But Nietzsche compares Christianity to the lambs. He basically says oh, it's a kind of slave morality where um, you're, you're, you're defending and, and, and protecting the lambs and, and making out like the lambs are important. But really, it's, it's, the, it's, it's the birds of prey that are important. Now, I, I completely disagree with Nietzsche. And I think any sane and decent human being would especially in the times that we live in now, would completely disagree with Nietzsche because Nietzsche's philosophy is wrong on so many levels. Um, I, I probably I could probably list about 10, 12 examples of why it's wrong, but I won't go into all of them now. But the obvious thing is this. When somebody, if you have a group of people, elites on top, ruling a, a town or a city or a country, um those elites might not be on top forever. Life is full of contingency, so events can happen and change over time. And so if the elite at a certain time are very domineering and controlling and even spiteful and wicked to the people and the subclasses under them, when if a contingency happens where there's an uprising and the, the ones that are the lower class ones overtake and, and get control of a town or city or nation, what's going to happen is, more than likely, the ones that were oppressed might could, might now dominate the ones that are their, were their oppressors. And you've not... And, you, and you've got an, a, a culture of that is not compassionate or loving or forgiving. Therefore, whoever's on top, whoever's the ruling class, Nietzsche's, Nietzsche would, philosophy would support the ruling class of whoever it is, so it's not loyal to any group of people in the first place. It's only loyal to those who are who have power. And if you don't have power, it's not it's not going to support you. But if you had power and then don't have the power anymore, that the philosophy that was initially supporting you it will end up being an enemy of you because you're not the one running the show anymore. So it's almost a contradictory sort of theory. It's, it's very self-defeating in a sense of, it, you know, it only it only works if those that are ruling in power always are the same ones ruling in power, and then they can always they'll always run with that philosophy. But if you're not the one in charge, if you're not in power, it's not going to help you. And if you were in power and you get overthrown and you're not in power anymore, it's not going to help you. So it's a really it's a really poor um, it's a really poor philosophy. Just it just doesn't work. Self defeating, and you're gonna and you'd always create a condition for an uprising where those who are being subjugated and oppressed will uprise against their rulers and then take over eventually. Eventually they'll take over. They'll come up with one way or another. And uh, so you're always, you're always going to create a condition where the ones that are in charge are going to almost be like a bit paranoid, a little bit like, oh, you know, we, we need to watch out for any uprisings because they know they're creating a climate that would produce... Um, you know, revolutionary, shall we say. So there's that one there. Um, so um, there is more to this, and I'm going to try and be very, 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 very brief on this because there's a lot to this actually argument, but I do enjoy it, and I hope you guys are as well. So thank you for uh, listening to this episode. There is a lot to unpack here and deconstruct. Okay, so let's continue this.
so-called slave morality, which agrees with the morality of the rebellion, think about Star Wars again, the New Republic, modern society and Judeo-Christian scripture on the other hand, clearly does not reflect nature. Of course, we've all, I've already said that. Scripture maintains that all people are made in the image of God, the, the uh, Mayo Deo, image, image Deo, I think it's uh, in the original language, I think. Um, and the modern society says we all have human rights. This is a reflection of God and rights. This reflection of God and rights are equal, even when we cannot find this equality in our physical, uh, in the physical world, or even in, in, in with it comes to intellectual thought as well. Even when individuals vary in ability, intelligence, competency, and, and self-awareness, hence we ought ought to respect one another's rights. We ought to love others, even if no one else is doing it, or if no one else thinks we should. The ought exists apart from our understanding, i.e. moral realism, and exists apart from the material universe, i.e. non-natural moral realism. Now, the story, this kind of goes on a little bit more, but I'm not going to carry on because it, it's going to be a long, a very long episode. It's kind of going to go over things that we don't need to go into in, in this episode. But I think you get the kind of the idea from what we said here that the Sith power structure would always have a situation with the Sith. And you see it in Star Wars films where you have an army, you have the Emperor, you have his, you have his apprentice, you know, obviously in the original films, it's Vader. And then this is what you have. You have a rebellion. You have Princess Leia, you have Luke Skywalker, you have the rebellion lead, the, the, you know, you have General Akbar, you have all the, you have all the, you know, all the leaders of the rebellion, okay? Or, or in the new films, it's the resistance. And that will always be the case in a, in, in a situation of a paradynamic where you've got Sith-type rule, which is very Nietzschean in its way. Um, you'll always have a rebellion, you'll always have civil war, because you'll always have people or groups... Of, of 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 you know agents of 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 thinking creatures that will that will think this isn't right i'm not accepting that so you're always going to create a civil war type scenario with that kind of mentality that's why the sith even when the sith come to power they never stay in power for very long because they always create conditions where everybody else will rise up against them and not and it's not just the jedi that will rise up against them it's it's other creatures throughout other planets in the galaxy and the jedi will be the ones that are lead, will be leading the charge because they have the they are strong in the force using the light side of the force so they'll always be the forefront the the leaders or the ones that will really be you know on the going toe to toe with the sith but you'll always create a condition of having a rebellion or a resistance. That's why that philosophy just does not work. Even though the, the Sith see as they're the apex predator, they're always going to be. They're always going to create a condition where 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 others will rise up against them and will eventually, with the help of the Jedi, overthrow them. It's a self-defeating philosophy, and. The, the one of the things that I liked to do with uh, the Rise of Skywalker, probably one of the only few things I liked about that film because I didn't, even though they tried to make it a fan, a fan favorite type of film, they, they appealed to the fandom, but it just wasn't a good film. Um, the part where they where they had loads of ships and you know you had kind of um, uh, I think it was Lando. Lando came in with the Millennium Falcon and they turned up with loads of ships and they're like. And they're like, oh, where have they got this army from? And it's like, it's not an army, it's just people. That was actually an interesting idea because that actually emphasizes what I'm talking about and what this and what this story is talked about here. Whereas 
the people have just uh, are just started an uprising because they've had enough. Different different groups of people, different alien cultures have all come together to fight against the Sith, and obviously Ray is then fighting against Palpatine because they've created a condition where they're oppressing the galaxy once again, and and the, and the ones that are not the upper echelons, shall we say, are like uh, are, you know those that you might consider of them. Um, that they would call the slave morality. I just thought enough's enough. We're, we're, you know, I've had enough of you. We're coming to get you. So that's that. Anyway, this was a, an interesting uh, two-parter to do. We're talking about Sif morality, Sif philosophy, and Friedrich Nietzsche. As you can tell, I'm not a fan of of Nietzsche, but it's a very interesting power dynamic that you see, and it's and it's a trope that you see in a lot of films. Um, in in recent times, the the, the TV show uh, Superman and Lois um, is a re- actually it's a really good show. I will make an episode on that separately because it's a really really good show. The main villain in that show, who, who you end up finding out, is Superman's brother. Apparently, in the in the uh, in the in that story, his philosophy is a very much a Nietzschean philosophy. Again, he he ridicules and and uh, and. Um, kind of berates Clark for being humble and, and living like almost like living like a man when he could have lived like a God and could have dominated um, Smallville and, and, and Metropolis and the whole of that, of that, of that world. Um, he's angry with Clark and he's almost incredulous towards him that he's rather than living like a God and dominating and having that authority, he's living, he's living in, you know, in a very sort of humble sort of lifestyle as Superman and um, as soon as that, as soon as they were playing that storyline out in the show, I was like, ah, the villain, the brother who's a villain, uh, who's called Morgan Edge in the, in the show, he's basically Nietzsche. And then Superman, Clark Kent, he's basically a Christian. And that's literally how they were kind of juxtaposing the two different philosophies of the, of the sort of um, master sort of philosophy and, you know, sort of, reasoning and the and the and the the slave sort of philosophy or or reasoning he was like uh you know def he was 100 percent like you know clark was 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 the christian superman was the christian and morgan edge was the uh was the big fan of nietzsche's philosophy 100 percent. anyway um thank you for enjoying this episode and like it's great to be back with you guys and uh back making episodes again on christian fandom geek and uh, look out for some more episodes coming up very soon. There'll be different types of episodes as well, including um, live stream episodes and also streaming of games as well. Um, so look out for those very, very soon. Keep well and keep safe, especially in the times that we're living with in. And I'll, we'll be back again very soon on the Law Be With You podcast show. <laughs>